Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today is October 3rd, 2023 and this is Q&A number 164. This coaching group has been going on for over three years and TLC started in the early 90s for over 30 years. So I want to welcome everybody that listens in every week. And let me tell you, I'm so proud of this group. Um, with uh, over 100 members, we had 29 personal bests for the month of September. So that's pretty on fire. You guys are doing amazing. 29 personal bests out of 100 is awesome. And sev- several of you had, I think there were six of you that had um, like two personal bests. So that's even better. Only one name goes in the drawing, but we want to celebrate every personal best, which is great. And then uh, I will be doing that drawing today and post it in the group. Um, I also want to remind everybody I have a clinic this Saturday. So I will be doing videos um, that come in on the weekend on Monday and Tuesday because of the clinic in New Smyrna. And um, let's see here. I just love this group. Um, we have a special topic today that we're going to talk about the October skill and mindset challenges, but I'm also going to talk about ways to shave a half second off of your time. So, um, and I'm going to list, uh, 10 different ways you can do that as well. And let's see here. What else did I want to talk about today? I want to welcome Bianca and Kara from Florida as new members and welcome back Beverly. Uh, from Florida. Um, Beverly took a summer break. A lot of my members will do that. Maybe if you're in the snowy states, you might take a couple months off for snow. In the uh, hot states, you might take a couple months off for heat. And then probably over half the group signs up for the year. But um, anyways, welcome back to you, Beverly, and welcome new members, um, Bianca and Kara. So um, it is really important to me that you guys understand that you cannot understand any trainer's program, much less, you know, my program in just one lesson or one video critique. That's why I offer so many tools like the video critiques, the podcast for Q&A, clinics, lessons. I give homework. Um, We talk about the mental game. It involves how to take care of your horse properly, diet, nutrition, um, and some personal style in there too. It's not just something It's not just one piece of a puzzle. It's many pieces of a puzzle that pull together to become one program. So I do think it's important, like when you signed up, you got an email with my training notebook. It's important you read that. It's important you do your journal. All of those things really tie into a full program instead of just one piece or one part. And when you first come for a lesson or a clinic, it can be very overwhelming because, or even joining the group, the first video critique you see, you'll be like, what's straight or longer? What's in and out? What's the D pattern? You know, there's just so much, but don't get frustrated. Understand that training horses isn't something that happens in a month. It's something that takes a lot of time. Um, horses are developed in years, not months. And um, it's just something that you just have to really work at. So, so anyways, um, let's see here. The uh, Let me go ahead and talk to you. Um, I guess I'll answer the questions and then I'll go ahead and go back to the topic. So the Q&A questions that came in this month. <clears throat> what, video, uh, what videos of training uh, do you want? Oh, that was a comment. I wanted to make sure I asked you guys. That was another thing. Um, I'm, you know, back riding uh, horses post hip surgery. So if there's anything... 
a specific training video that I don't have <clears throat> yet, but you would like to see, please ask me and I'll be happy to do that. Um, someone said, what can we be doing getting ready for world? So obviously, um, just continue to do the same game, game plan that you already had. Um, MBHA Open World is just a few weeks away. So this is definitely a time to be looking at your schedules as far as Coggins and health certificates, making sure your horse feels good, maybe have the vet check them. Um, your farrier, you're going to want to do at least one week before you go to World so they're not sore from a new trim or wait and do it when you get back if it's right that week. Um, body work, you might want to get that done <clears throat> about you know two or three weeks or now a month away. Um, before just to make sure your horse feels good. Um, there's extra things you could take to world to make sure your horses are feeling good. Rubber mats, <clears throat> rubber mats. Um, well, you know, if you stand on cement all day, you get really sore, but if you stand on rubber mats, it really does help. So, and then you can always put the pelleted bedding down because it really soaks up the uh, moisture and makes it a little bit softer and, and fluffy for them. And then you can put shavings on top of that and then they'll, they'll have a really comfortable bed and not get a sore be installed so much for, for world. So um, that makes a difference. You could take some hay cubes or hay pellets with you and make sure you soak them so they're getting extra moisture. You can add some electrolytes to it as long as they're drinking and that can encourage them to drink even more. I use DynaSpark by Dynamite. I also keep out free choice, loose salts and minerals and let them get what they need for their macro minerals and their pink natural salt. Um, the fourth thing is um, one week out at least, you should be making sure your truck and trailer are ready to go, tires, oil, you know, <clears throat> that you have your spares, all of that. Um, make sure you've got your pa paperwork loaded in your trailer, have a checklist, make sure you've got everything you need from fans, electric cords, extra buckets, hay, feed, all that good stuff. So be prepared, plan out everything in advance. Don't wait to the last minute. Even GPS, how long it's going to take to get there, double check, check-in times, all of those things. So um, as far as treating world any differently, I would not. I'd maybe watch a few videos if you've been there before. Look at your old videos, look at your old notes. If you haven't been there, um, maybe go on YouTube and Google 1D open MBHA world runs and, and look at how they approach the first barrel. Um, you know, arc is important there. Otherwise you go topside and it's a little bit blind of an alley. So you want to make sure as you come down the alleyway, you've got good communication with your horse. You think about third barrel, so middle, then your arc, and then your spots one, two, and three. That's important. Um, and just kind of get ready that way. So the next question is, um, what is too much speed? Oh, and the last thing I want to say in world is don't treat it any different. Um, you know, exhibition, if you can kind of get a feel for what your horse is thinking. Um, take your first run smooth and then you'll have a plan. Just think smooth is fast and just, you know, execute that. And then you'll have a plan for what you need to do in the next run as well. So um, just don't go in there riding different than you have all year. Don't go in there um, nervous. Um, something I thought was really good, um, is I've been, I really think it's important whenever we ride and I've said this for years, when you ride, it should be 80% body, which is your eyes, your voice, your shoulders, your hips, your seat. 
you know, and then your hands and legs back that up. But with 80% riding, if you're riding 80% all the time in your training with your body and you're only 20% your hit, your head, your horse knows that. But if you get to a horse show and you're 80% in your head and only 20% riding with your body, your horse is not going to understand what you want from them because you're going to be so in your head that your body is going to be tense and not communicating. Your horse is going to be like, I don't know. I don't know what she's wanting from me. And they're going to sense your stiffness and your mechanical riding, and it's not going to go well. So so be aware of yourself. If you are relaxed and ride 80% during the week, when you compete, make sure you ride 80% body and don't be in your head too much. That's really important. And that's why the challenge for this month of, of breathing and all of that for mental game is really important to keeping your your body fluid with your horse and being in the moment and focused. So, so we're going to talk about that today as well. <clears throat> Let's see here. So uh, what is too much speed or too much pattern work? So um, I honestly don't think an open horse needs to run the barrels at home. I think you're wasting runs on them. If the rider is feeling like they're not getting it together, they need to do more slow work for themselves. Um, you know, visualization, slow work for muscle memory. It's not fair to the horse. Um, you know, they only have so many runs in them before they break down and they can get their brain too hot. So um, you really need to learn on your open horses how to prepare them without making extra runs. Um, you know, do more walking and trotting, maybe a slow lope here or there, but not full out runs. Um, but really an open horse doesn't even need to see the barrels. You can just do dry work and drills. Um, so a typical schedule, you know, obviously if you're on a novice horse or you're training a horse, you're going to spend more time on the pattern, but for let's say an open horse that is currently competing, you might do one or two days of pasture riding or trail rides, um, just for conditioning and relaxing. But while you're out there, you can do some bending and, and flexing work, things like that. One or two days a week, you might go in the arena and do some dry work or some drills. And I'll be talking about dry work today. Um, and then one day a week, you might do some slow barrels or poles at a walk trot. And you really, like I said, don't need to lope them. And then one or two days, um, you might give them off. And then, of course, you might be competing one or two days as well. So generally, you'd give them a day off before competition or a day off after competition um, to let their body recover and, and as a reward. So those are things to look at. And like I said, if I was training a horse for a client and I was riding them five days a week, I might spend five days in the arena or four days in the arena, one day on the trail, and it might be half the um, lesson on basics and half the lesson on barrels. So it really just depends on where you are in the training. But again, you don't want to waste runs on a horse and overwork the barrels. So just kind of know what horse you're on um, and go from there. So next question is um, diet and exercise. Um, for both you and your horse, you need to be exercising four to five days a week. So if you can get on that horse four or five days a week, and that it can include your competition day. Um, be sure they're getting quality hay like TNA or ONA. Um, and you may need to add some vitamins and minerals. I use dynamite chelated amino acids. It's one ounce of a pellet and you can give it to them alone or you can give it to them with a cup of hay pellets um, 
or maybe a cup of equine senior or something, high fat, low starch, not sugary. Um, and they don't really, if you have an easy keeper, they don't need a lot of grain. Um, and you can kind of balance your ONA or TNA accordingly to their needs. Um, and I also keep out loose salts and minerals, as I mentioned, as far as exercise goes, um, you know, you could certainly shave time. You could probably shave a half a second just by having them a little bit more fit. So pay attention to that as well. And yourself too, you know, to be an athlete, you have to treat yourself and your horse like athletes. So, um, so let's go back to the topics for today. I think that's all my questions. It wasn't a very many that came in this week. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so um, for the the topic, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the shaving off a half second, but I'm also gonna talk about the challenges. So for our October challenges, um, the skill challenge is going to be dry work and horses basics. I'm also gonna throw in one extra challenge as well because. The team has been on fire. I will be doing the personal best drawing um, this or today for the group, but um, but you guys have been on fire. Out of a hundred members, we had twenty nine personal bests. That's so awesome, and um, so I'm gonna challenge you this month that everybody have a personal best. It doesn't necessarily have to be a fast time in a new arena. It could just be consistent with your times. It could be something you take your horse to something new or you improve something in your, your foundation and your basics. Um, it could just be, you know, you fix something on your pattern, whatever. But I want to challenge everybody to have one personal best this month. And um, But the actual October challenges for skill is dry work and horses basics. No barrels, no poles. So one week we're going to work maybe on squares and leg laterals and figure eights. Another week um, we're going to maybe work on uh, having your, knowing the five body parts of your horse and having that connect to hoof placement, knowing your hoof placement in your mind. And um, that can be picking up your leads and know what lead you're on. You know, some people don't know that. That could be feeling when your pivot foot's up underneath your horse. Or, you know, when you want to move the right front or the left front um, and how to do it and what communication of cue would help that. One week is going to be rollback, side passing, backing, maybe straight lines and circles. Another week we're going to work on circles, all sizes and um, speeds, uh, correct leads, of course. And then maybe another week we're going to work on transitions at a walk trot lope, um, maybe a, a walk lope, things like that. Um, that's all very good for your barrel horse. And for mindset, we are going to um, have a 30-day challenge of the homework that I assigned, I think it was last week, to continue to work on daily meditation of uh, breathing deep in and out. Because when you're in a shallow breath, you cannot do that. Um, as I talked about before, 80% should be body and 20% should be uh, your hands and legs. So 18% leg and 2% hands. So if 80% is your body, that's your eyes, your shoulders, your hips, your seat, that can also be your voice in there. Um, but 80%, if you ride that way all the time at home, 80% body and only 20% in your mind, and you go to a big show and doing the opposite, that's not good. So, so by learning to breathe in and out, 
what you'll do is you will learn to clear your mind, learn to soften your body. Your entire body will be relaxed by doing the big, big exhales and the deep breathing will allow you to be focused and, um, ready to do your job. So, so that's going to be important. So we're going to talk about one week, um, visualizing also seeing your entire run smoothly in your head. And those two things you're going to want to do daily breathing in and out to calm yourself. And it can be at work. It can be with your family. It can be anything that gets you kind of, uh, intense, taking some deep breaths and counting and getting yourself calm and focused and then visualizing your run exactly what you would want on your horse. This is a great way to not waste runs at home by actually seeing yourself making an awesome run on your horse in your mind's eye. Just smooth um, and seeing everything from how you would come into the alleyway, you know, middle arc, spots one, two, three, and then all the way home to the timer. So seeing your run, seeing yourself riding two hands, one hand, going to the horn, sitting deep, getting up and driving. Just see the entire run fluid in your mind's eye. And then um, being in the moment, um, you know, that's going to be another part of it. And just smiling, smiling to trust your preparation and knowing that you're ready to run, ready to make that run. Um, the fourth thing is going to be using your journal and um, to have mental game notes and also to look back at your notes on how you did at that arena or writing down what went well and what you can do better next time you're there. So that's all going to be part of our October challenges. Um, so let me go to the topic on um, the topic on shaving that half a second. So I'm going to list 10 ways that you can improve your competition and training in order to shave time on the pattern. Number one is your journal. I cannot stress how important it is. When you signed up, you did get a performance tracker from me. You can also order it for $10 on Amazon. Um, it's a great way to rate your goals down. Um, you can review and execute your next goal. Um, the barrel racing log is there, the horse record. So journaling is really important. Um, the second thing is conditioning, um, making sure your horse has a, a quality diet. It's right for them. Um, you know, not a diet that's, you know, too much for them or not enough. You, you really have to tweak it based on the individual. Your exercise program, I, I talked about schedule for you and your horse to keep yourself as fit as you can. Just those two things can shave time off you because you're more aware of what your needs are. And then you've got you and your horse getting more and more fit. Um, number three is making a plan, which would be the schedule I discussed earlier. Um, write a schedule out for the week, you know, your Monday through Friday schedule when where you plan to compete, have have a really good plan uh, or schedule. Number four is having your goals. Um, maybe your goals would be to be consistent or just to be smooth. And just doing that will give yourself confidence and your give your horse confidence. And that can lead to shaving time off on the pattern. It may just be something simple like I'm going to give just a little bit more go cue from the alleyway, an inch loose of rain, or I'm just going to drive a little harder out of each barrel. And that there can give you that extra half second. Um, number five um, is that kiss theory to not overthink things, um, you know, to keep, 
you know, to, but also to be thorough as far as like um, your care for your horse. Don't, you know, you don't need to over supplement your horse. Keep it simple, but definitely get your horse seeing a sports medicine vet at least once a year, maybe twice a year if you go every week. If you're competing a lot, twice a year might be necessary. If you're only competing once or twice a month, you might be able to get away with once a year. Um, but, you know, definitely see your sports medicine vet if you just have a gut feeling something's not right. Um, body work, you might be doing it monthly with that would be chiropractic, massage, all of MagnaWave, Beamers, things like that. If you're competing a lot, it might be quarterly if you're not competing as often. Um, number six is learning, constantly learning. Learn from your video critiques. Learn from going to lessons or clinics or from entering. All those things can be lessons. Remember, we're winning or we're learning. And that's why we keep our journal, number one, because we can write down, you know, what we did well and what we can improve on. As same as with the video critiques. Uh, number seven is to know your horse. And um, that one's so, so important. Um, diet and exercise we've talked about. Not only that, but how to warm them up at a barrel race that's right for them. What's the best care, you know, for them? Um, knowing your spots in their run for them, you know, what size arc is their sweet spot? What size pocket going in is best? Knowing the cues that they need in a run. So these are all very important things. Number eight is your mental game. Um, a lot of people overthink it. So three really important things of mental game you must have is positive thinking, focus, and visualizing. So those three things are key, and that's part of what our challenge is this month. And then number nine is doing my drills. Um, my drills alone are going to improve your muscle memory. And you don't have to treat drills like it's, you know, overworking the pattern, but just doing simple things like inline barrels or four, four barrels or um, doing single barrel or D pattern. Um, you can do these things without barrels too. figure eights. Um, all of those things are going to improve on your horse's uh, body, use of body. You can do the rectangles with the quarter turns, the rollback quarter turns, um, loose rein woe. You know, there's so many things that are going to improve your transitions, all of that stuff. Dry work and drills are both even doing the barrels slow and perfect shaping your horse at spots one, two, and three, um, having nice fluid round uh, turns, um, your horse understanding, you know, where they rate, where they shape, and where they drive, all of those things pay off. So, and then of course, number 10 is um, trust your coach, you know, trust me to send me your bad runs, not just your good runs. They can be kept private um, but it is key that you um, keep your highlight reel, like keep your best runs in your mind so that you believe in yourself and that you have confidence in yourself and so that you repeat those runs. But don't be worried if you have a bad run, just learn from it. You know, we all are going to have bad runs. It's just part of it. So learn from it. Um, a perfect example, it was one rider in the group went to a show on Friday, I think it was, and she uh, missed her arc and had a wide first, and then she went to a, a jackpot on Saturday and nailed her arc and had soft hands in the turn and shaved over a second of time off her pattern and had one money. So, so you know, it's just one of those things where you let go of the things that went wrong, you learn from it, 
and you stay focused on your good runs and um and you know the as a coach if i give you you know a critique and it's you know i give you like two or three things you need to work on maybe just pick one thing for the next ride or the next run to work on you don't have to work on it all at once um it's better to just focus on one or two things so so as i mentioned before before you run you just kind of clear your mind by taking those deep in and out breaths and then when you're heading to the alleyway just talk to your horse easy good girl good boy and just focus on that one or two things that like riding to your spots and maybe one other thing you wanted soft hands or use your body or use your legs whatever but just don't overthink it too much it'll help you be more in the moment um, the last thing I want to talk about, which I think is kind of cute, is the uh, superstitions with cowboys and cowgirls. You know, and we have a lot of superstitions. Um, one, it came up because one of the members had her mom kiss her socks, and those are her lucky socks, and she won two checks with those socks. But barrel racers are, and rodeo event people do that. They'll have a lucky shirt or a pair of pants or a bit or a hat that are... are um, you know, barrel racers can be very superstitious or have rituals or routines that they do. Maybe you pray before every run. Maybe you have an order of things that have to go a certain way uh, because that's your routine um, and you compete better that way. But it's not just barrel racing. It could be hockey. It could be baseball. You name it. Every sport has superstitions um, and rituals or routines that they do. And um, I think the reason why, and if you're wondering, is that just funny is it just for fun but actually it gives you a boost of confidence a lot um for people it actually um it makes a little bit of a lightness to their mental game and keeps a positive attitude for them so that's why they do it and if it works for you you should do it um you know i do personally believe you make your own luck um, and you make your own luck by practicing uh, feeling good for your horse, for you being fit, you know, your diet, your exercise, being calm and focused and doing your job. Um, I think you can definitely make your own luck, but I'm going to ask you because it, it really is up to you. Do you believe it's a hundred percent luck or skill, or do you think it's 50, 50? So whatever you think, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Um, it could be 50% luck and 50% skill, but, um, I just think that it's, you know, a very common thing in, um, any sport to have some superstitions or some routines that you must do to feel good about things. Um, but there are other ways to make your own luck and that can be, um, spending less time in front of the TV and more time out with your horse, um, practice, uh, you know, maybe spend more time practicing and skip a weekend of jackpots to, you know, maybe gate your horse or do some slow work or exhibition or practice at home instead of just keep making the same mistakes in competition. Uh, you know, it can also be studying your videos, a book, a podcast like this, um, or just, you know, getting in the saddle more time or working out more. Those are all ways that you can make your own luck as well. So, I hope that today's uh, been helpful for you guys. Um, I do feel like, let's see if I covered everything I wanted to cover. 
I do believe I talked about my clinic this weekend. I know I said we had like 40 videos come in, so I'll be working on another 10 today and probably tomorrow to get all caught up. So I did some Sunday and Monday. Um, let me see if I forgot anything. I think I got the bulk of it. So, but, but whatever you, your beliefs are, um, you know, some people have a certain way of doing things. Like I said, order of things or praying, but whether you believe it's 50, 50 or 100%, uh, on, on you or luck or, or those, uh, superstitions, whatever works for you. Like I said, there is some studies that it, it gives you a boost of confidence or it just helps keep your positive, um, attitude by keeping things light, um, then you should do that. And, um, uh, but there are a lot of people that, um, get caught up in bad superstitions too. Um, like for instance, if you see a penny on the ground and you don't pick it up because it's tail side up or, or, um, forgot their rabbit's foot or maybe a black cat crossed in front of you or going under a ladder. Now we're going into October and Halloween, um, salt shaker got knocked over and you got to throw salt over your shoulder. Um, there's a lot of things people do like a horseshoe has to be upright instead of down to lose your luck if it's pointing down. So, so, uh, a broken mirror, gosh, that's like seven years bad luck. So, so I would not get caught up too much in superstitions or rituals in all seriousness, but rather in my opinion, just try to make your own luck by having a, a positive mental attitude and, and working at, at you're improving your skill and your mindset. So um, anyways, I hope y'all enjoyed today's uh, podcast. I hope I, I answered your questions. I'm excited to do the personal best drawing today and um, get into the October challenges for skill and mindset. And also lastly, um, I thank you guys for all the kind words that you send me in private messages or comment in the group. But if you really do truly enjoy the group, um, tell a friend. Uh, give me a shout out on Facebook, um, anything for lessons, clinics, or my virtual coaching. I greatly appreciate that and want to thank you guys for tuning in as always. And um, just ride with heart and God bless and have a wonderful week.